And he said, like, the best lies are parallel lies to what you're truly feeling. And so mm. I think in that, a lot of the scenes that you see where I'm, like, really upset or, like, really, like, almost on the verge of crying, those are, like, parallel lies. And people are interpreting that as me as a player, but it's really my emotion as the mole. Hello, guys, and welcome to a new bonus episode where we are revealing both the winner and the mole from the mole and are interviewing both of them. But first, I'm Chris Burns. And I'm Lawrence B. Hamilton. So there has been this huge buildup to finally discovering who the mole and the winner is. Like, how do you feel about this, Chris? Are you excited? Like, I'm excited it was like pretty easy i feel like to guess once it was down to the three um also maybe i only think that because i did see our run of show early and so i was it was spoiled um so i knew who it was and going into it then i was like hyper focused on them i was surprised Mm -hmm. by other people because like just when they do like the flashback i'm like so you were just really bad at this game Right. Like you just suck at the game. You weren't even trying to like, but some of them were doing that on purpose, right? They were like purposely trying to get people to think that they were the mole. I did like how Will was like, Avery, enough pretending you're the mole. We know you're not the mole. (laughs) Like she's trying so hard to put suspicion on herself that she's just ruining the game and ruining my day. Like just stop. (laughs) He He had enough. But now it is killing me because I don't, now, obviously, people have seen this episode, but at the time we're recording, they have not. So I have seen some people's stories being like, I think this is the mall. And I'm like, you're wrong. <laughs> Try again. Yep. But anyway, should we? OK, it is a bonus. So we do want to get right into our interviews because that's what you guys mm-hmm. care about. So do you want to announce the winner? So the winner is Will. So that means that the mole is who, Chris? Kazi, or as I like to call her, the Meryl Streep of competition reality shows. Um, <laughs> and like I said, we knew who it, well, I knew who it was because we talked about mm-hmm. it yesterday. Um, but watching Kazi back, I'm like, okay, Viola, enough with the. It's it's in the interviews Seriously. for me when she's like, <laughs> I really want this money, and I really think that this right? money could go a long way. And I'm like, all right, we don't have to, like, go to a whisper at the end of everything. I thought the same thing. I was like, she is really, like, digging into this. Like, you know, she is in her role. But I don't know if I would have picked up on that if I didn't know. You know what I mean? Right. Same. I did cringe when Joy was, like, going on about how she was so positive Will was the mole. (laughs) She's like, I'm the best. And I know because I've known it from day one it is no i always knew from the jump it's like well girl you need to check your uh radar because he had you fooled girl he had you fooled literally um all right should we get into our interview with our winner let's do it okay guys so will aka thor was one of the strongest players on the show throughout both physically and strategically which did make it even funnier to me when joy was like will's been throwing every challenge i was like will's literally not been doing that at all (laughs) um he did start off a bit suspect because he stole the case of money from the airplane after that first challenge even though it turned out that was to like gain money for people so i I still don't understand how that was 
suspect, but he did slowly gain the trust of his teammates and always did seem to manage to play the game with integrity. Please welcome Will. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, Will. So before coming in, I have to know, had you ever seen the original Mo? Like, what was your strategy going into this? Uh, So before being cast for the show, no. And then once Mm -hmm. the casting process was further down the line, I was like, okay, this this might be a real deal thing. I went back and started doing some uh, friendly research on previous seasons. I basically went through the uh, uh, original, probably three seasons, I would say, I watched with Anderson Cooper. What, uh, after you watched it, were you like, oh shit, what did I got myself into? <laughs> no, I, I, to, to be completely honest, I was that much more excited because one of the first seasons I watched, they jump out of a plane. I loved that. I was like, oh <laughs> yeah. Was like, we're going to be jumping out of a plane. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that first day, what was your, or who was your first instinct of who was the mole? I can tell you, I kept such an open mind the entire time. I never narrowed it. And, and when I tell you, I took a quiz and, and blind. Like I did <laughs> not have a person in mind. And I believe the first person I ever put was Jacob. Mm, I thought it was Jacob for a long time too. Watching. Well, mm-hmm. well he just doesn't look trustworthy, right? <laughs> There's something <laughs> off. So what would you say was like the hardest physical challenge in the show? Because it was a lot of physical challenges. But what for you? Because, you know, you seem pretty in shape like you. You know, you take care of yourself. So what did you struggle with on the show? The Snow Mountain mission was unbelievably hard. It was actually Mm -hmm. extremely taxing. Um, I did a lot of that to myself because I refused to let Avery help because (laughs) I was pretty sure she was going to, I was pretty sure she was going to just end up finding a way to kick $10,000 down a mountain. So (laughs) um, I did it to myself by, you know, doing all of it. But uh, yeah, that one extremely hard. And you had to, in the, run that looked so impossible the seven mile i think it was seven mile run in seven minutes a mile or something that was crazy too what i can tell you they didn't show you either was like how messed up that run was there was about a a mile and a half that was completely up a hill and it had just rained like we were slipping and falling like it was it was that one's easily the closest second for hardest now, off camera, would you guys or would you specifically ever try to like interrogate people uh, subtly to see if you could find out more information about them or who who might be the mole? Well, I can tell you almost emphatically the reason I won the show was because of off camera. Um, mm-hmm. The relationship I built with Joy and the almost positive reaction she had to me being the mole in the first first mission second mission it it's it's crazy because there's such a part you don't get to see that is off camera and she was in a it, it's so terrible because it really it's like you give Cassie a lot of crap because like you know she lied and manipulated everybody i was like i probably was worse with <laughs> you know the lying and manipulating i did i was like i mean uh joy was in a really like sensitive situation because she just you know fumbled with the map and she's worried about her her profession and her career. And she came and she like kind of confided in me. And I use that as like, you know, a, kind of an opportunity to ins- like kind of imply that like, you know, I may be the mole and I'll make sure like I do my best to make sure that never happens again. 
Well, oh. listen, it worked because also when it did work. in the finale, when she's like, I've known who this person is since day one, I'm positive. Yeah, that's I didn't think about that because also when she was saying that, I was like, what is she talking about? Because I didn't think that you really seemed that moly. I'm like, he gives it his all in almost all of the challenges. And so when she was like, he throws every challenge, I was like, what are we not seeing? Because it's the off camera stuff. Like you could, she could watch me succeed and I would convince her. I'm like, the reason I'm succeeding right now is because our pot's so low. Nobody wants to watch a show with no money. Like there's no Mm. reason for us to lose. And I had a couple moments where it was like the gods had like reached down and like touched the, the, the like show for like luck. And in the very last mission, like going into it, we weren't at a hundred thousand yet. And I was like, here's what I promise you. Like we will get to do the challenges until we reach a hundred thousand because that sounds so much better. Well, of course we fail all three challenges and the producers come in and they're like, we're going to let you redo one challenge. And joy looked at me and goes, (laughs) 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 Oh man. See, she had that suspicion. Oh, that's so good. And you just like turn your head. Like (laughs) there's no, there's, there's nothing I could have done besides guess that, a hundred thousand dollar grand price sounds better. So if we did fail, they I, this was speculation that I was mm-hmm. like, maybe they'll let us redo one because it sounds better. <laughs> and it literally happened. And I just like know for a fact I could have left that interview and be like, well, I won. So <laughs> oh man. Now speaking of stuff that happened off camera, so we know that you had some conversations. Did you form any alliances that we didn't see? Like, did you join teams? No. No, I got to be honest. Like I play this game very selfish, like Mm. because it's hard. And you notice this, that if you get close to people and that was my whole purpose in doing it, it becomes Mm -hmm. easy to manipulate that person. And it's vice versa. Like the closer I got to Kasi, it was like the more I understood her and realized how capable she is. And so the fact that she fails on everything is a complete red flag. But at the same time, it's like, you don't want it to be her. It hurts a little bit to know it's her. So it yeah. makes you weaker as a, as a player. So I never wanted to branch into that like category because I think the difference between you know a lot of players and myself is like I had the full understanding that I want to play the game true. I want to play the game fair. But I never said I was going to be everyone's you know, best friend. Like I was looking Mm -hmm. out, I was looking out for myself when I was trying to put the money in, like in the pot, but I was legitimately doing everything I could to put the money in the pot. So I wanted to play a true and fair game, but still ultimately play for myself. Yeah. We were talking about that before. I'm like, it's not really a game where you can make friends that like completely trust people. That's the whole, the whole purpose Mm -hmm. of the thing. Point of the game, right? Someone's lying. Yeah, I, I, the, the biggest weakness you could have in this game is believing anybody at any point in time. Uh, speaking of, what was the reaction? I mean, we see it on camera, but I bet off camera was pretty uh, amazing as well. When Joy bid the 25000 <laughs> Um When I tell you it felt like the air was sucked out of the entire room, it, it's, uh, it, it's even crazier in person than that you watch on TV. Like, there was no, like, I was petrified about my bid because I what didn't. What was your like, bid? <clears throat> 15, <000? laughs> 15. Listen, it's less than 25. So, right. It's not 25K. <laughs> hey. 
And I went and I, I remember when, you know, you get separated and you're in downtime. So I was put in a room with Pranav and I was pacing and he was like, yo, what's wrong? I was like, I fucked up. He goes, what'd you bid? I was like, I don't want to tell you. I was like, what'd you bid? He's like, 2,400. I was like, I did a little Ooh. bit more. And he Ooh. was like, what's a little bit more? A lot like, of bit more. <laughs> I was like, double it. And he was like, five. And I was like, now times it by like three. I was terrified. And when she starts naming the numbers and she was like, we even, we, we had a bid at 7,000, 15,000. I'm like, here it comes. And she's like, but that's not the winning bid. I go, huh? Mm-mm. You're like, who bid it higher than that? Like, <laughs> Would you have um, gotten it correct? If if you had been the winning bid, I, I I put Greg. Yeah, I mean, if you spent any time on the show whatsoever, you put Greg or Avery, and you would have been right. <laughs> that was the other thing about like specific players. Like they were so fun, but at the end of the day, it's like you're a very predictable player. Like so, mm-hmm. it made it easy for me on quizzes because if you ever voted for Greg or you ever voted for Avery, in my mind, you just blew quiz answers. Now, you obviously guessed that Kazi was the mole. Like, you feel like you knew. So, were you ever, like, second-guessing your choice at any point throughout the process, or? No. I mean, when I went 50-50 on her and Casey, and Casey got eliminated, I was like, I 100% clearly know who it is. Um, Which was about halfway through, right? Yep. It's a, the mountain mission. It's about exactly halfway through. But... The thing with this show, when you talk about like second guessing yourself, mm-hmm. is on the very last mission, like me and Joy are doing that little stick challenge. And Joy like reaches back and slaps it and just sends mm-hmm. the money flying into the pit. And there, and when I kid you not, we're the last elimination, the last challenge. And I stop and I go, Am I wrong about all this? Is Joy really like the most obvious mole of all time? And it's actually the greatest strategy. I and that so it's like that sound bite that was taken earlier where it was like, has she been playing me the whole time? I was like, yeah. I thought I've been playing her. And really, she's just a puppet master to myself. And I'm like, I was like, that's at the point I was like, that really couldn't be what it is. So after being on this show, like, do you feel like you have trust issues with people? Like, because I feel like I would be so like, I don't trust anybody. Like, Or did you kind of have them going in? I feel like a, a healthy trust issue would help you in this game. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're not wrong. I've, I've always been the person that uh, trust is earned, not given. So when nobody earned it in this show, I never trusted anybody. So I was like, we're mm-hmm. good to go. Um, was there anybody that you were surprised, like Casey, for example, were you surprised when just like even watching it back where it's like, what do you mean she wasn't the mole when she's like making small talk with the guy at the mountain and like just taking in the view and stuff? I, I also thought that she was the mole. And Avery, we were talking earlier about how funny it is in the last episode where you're like, Avery, we know you're not the mole. Stop pretending <laughs> you're just costing us money. Oh, hey, so you, I got to share something with you guys. I haven't seen it. I know the exact moment you're talking about because I was mm-hmm. at a certain point. I'm like, you guys will see. In I didn't let her touch anything. Yeah, because she's like asking for the thing and and you just won't give it to her. And you're like, no, because I want to find the ice. <laughs> when it's just because at a certain point in time, like you have to like realize and understand like she's not going to change her great game strategy. She's very, um, in, in a very not negative sense, like stubborn when she believes she's onto something mm-hmm. and she's not going to change her thought process. So I knew that was great for me, but I also knew she wasn't the mole and I knew she would still think, 
oh, when I sabotage here, Will will think it's me. I'm like, Avery, I will never think it's you ever. <laughs> I'm like, so all we're going to do in this group is lose money if I let you do anything. So I was like, I want to try and bank, especially when Joy couldn't watch me. So mm-hmm. I could, you know, kind of put it on Avery. Like when, you know, you know, when, you know, we're off camera, like really Avery did like most of it. Like I just sat back and if she screwed it up, I would let her screw it up. But so like Joy wasn't in my group. So it was a perfect opportunity to not look overachieving while getting as much money as possible. I, I mean, I loved every minute of it. I thought you were great and very deserving. Um, before we let you go, would you do it again? In a heartbeat. It, I, and I, I mean this when I tell everybody that's ever asked about it. I've done amazing things in my life. I've had some of the greatest, wildest times. This was the greatest experience ran by the greatest company with the best people I've ever been a part of. It was the, the truest definition of a fantastic experience. Okay, listen, he deserved to win for sure. I think that it was no big surprise he won. He does seem to, you know, play the game with honor, which I, I don't think I would have done. But I'm more interested <laughs> in getting into our next uh, our next guest right now. Yes, the mole herself, Kazi. Now, she started off, you know, a bit more under the radar. And that's really how she gained, like, her teammates' trust early on. Everyone was just like, she's so bad. Like, she's doing the bare minimum. Like, how either she's, like, a really bad player or she has to be the mole. I guess everyone was more so leaning towards her just being a bad player because she had all these people fooled. Now, she had some questionable moments, but she always maintained an honest air about her. But did she really? Really? Because she was laughing the whole time. Really? She was laughing the whole time. There was also many moments where I was like, "Mm, I think she's the mole. But I thought that about everyone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's hear from her perspective. Welcome, the mole. Thank you again for being here. I promise that we are not going to ask anything too crazy. How did you come to be the mole in the first place? That's a great question. So I first started off being casted as a player. And interestingly enough, I do I did not have social media for a long time. I did not have Instagram. I did not have Twitter. And that meant that I didn't get contacted through my DMs. Mm. But essentially, the day after I quit my job of software development engineering for around three or four years, the day after that, my high school friend texted me and said, I think you'd be amazing for the show. You should try it. And I was sitting in the living room with my brother and I started laughing. I was like, the juxtaposition of these two events is just kind of supernatural at this point (laughs) because all I had was time. I didn't have a job. And my brother said, you should do it. And I said, I think you're right. I love it. It's like when people are like, you know what? I have the time today. It's like the perfect moment. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. You know, sometimes things just line up in that like divine way. So After you realized that you were going to be on the show, did you like start to develop a strategy going in? Because you said originally you were just going in as a player, right? You didn't know that you were going to be the mole. Exactly. So I found out that I was going to be a player when I was in Hawaii, just living life. You know, I didn't have a job. I was just with my friends. (laughs) And I ended up having to book it back to Kentucky to pack my bags because they said, hey, we want you to be on the show. And a couple of days before I flew out to Australia, they called me and said, actually, you're not just a player. We want you to be the mole. Uh, and it was so crazy because they asked me to be the mole three times, three times. Uh, and the first two times I said, no, I said, look, my natural demeanor, I mean, you know, I don't like drama. I like to be in the background. This doesn't seem like the role for me. But mm-hmm. the third time that they asked me, 
I thought about something my mom had said, and she has always told me that you can do anything with time and resources. So I, I said, if you give me time to prepare, I think I can do this. And so a couple of weeks before we started filming, I took this deep academic dive into John Le Carré's espionage novels. Oh my gosh. Mystic, the <laughs> art of like acting and psychology. And I think we created something pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say, did you have any like experience in acting or anything like that? Because I had, I mean, it wasn't until maybe the last, the last episode, last two episodes that I was like, I think it's maybe Cossie. But Mm -hmm. I, you had me fooled. Okay, let me be clear. I am not an actress. I've never (laughs) had experience in being an actress. I will, don't even claim I'm an actress right now. I was just dabbling, you know? Um, so, no, no, no. That's not my that's not my background at all. After this, girl, after you had everybody fooled, they may be come knocking at your door. Like, you know, we need you in some films or some TV or something. So you had us all fooled. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. You know what, though? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to jump again. We're going to take that one step at a time because that was I nice. feel you. <laughs> and that's how you were successful, Mo, is that that mindset. You know what? That's a very fair point. I I would say that you asked about strategy and a big part of the strategy coming into the mall that I felt was natural to me was building trust and being letting my natural, genuine nature come out and using mm-hmm. that to connect with people. I think the second part is, you know, I don't I know these other 11 players. I have no idea who they are. It's not like they explained it to me. So I needed to get to know them faster than I sabotaged. Mm-hmm. So taking my time getting to know them quickly, but also slowly sabotaging was, I think, a really amazing strategy for me personally. Was there a point that you were like, oh, they're all on to me? Like, I feel like I would be at 11 with anxiety the whole time that everybody knows exactly what I'm doing. Did you get more comfortable as it went on or was it just like, did you sleep at all? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great question. So in the beginning, Everything that I did, I had no idea what was going to stick. I was like, is this the moment when people actually are like, this girl is the mall? Because mm-hmm. I was doing tiny things all the time. It was a jail mission. And somehow I was able to pin it on joy. And everyone was like, oh, it's because you're here with joy. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then in the bank mission, that one I was very nervous about because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make this make sense. Like they all know where I went to school, they all know my background. Like, how am I going to explain that this is a genuine error? So Mm -hmm. I honestly thought after the bank heist mission, everyone was going to vote for me, but no one did. And I think that just created kind of this mole machine. I was like, oh, okay, let me just keep doing more and more (laughs) to see how much I can get away with. Yeah. I was gonna. Then you, you started, you know, reaching your stride and you're like, okay, I got this. I got them all fooled already. That confidence got up. You were good. So I want to know, did you make any friendships off camera or, you know, did that make you feel guilty, you know, knowing that you were the mole and kind of starting to develop friendships with people, knowing that you were like lying to them and tricking them? Sure. It's a weird situation, though. No? It's very strange. That's a crazy... Being on the mall is a crazy way to meet someone for the first time. Like, mm-hmm. that's not the best place to make a new friend. Yeah, especially because, <laughs> you know, like, everybody knows going in, like, it's not It's not like you were going on to be the mole and they didn't know somebody there was the mole. So everyone knows what they're getting themselves into. I feel like I would be like, I'm going to make friends with these people. They should know. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> it's true. But you know, I, for example, I'm going to make a sports analogy. I still have a friend who tells me, 
Oh, remember when I blocked your shot when we played basketball in middle school? And it still gets underneath my skin. So yes, it's just a game, but sometimes, <laughs> you know, you it's hard to separate those emotions. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, yes, I think most people have been incredible about still being open to connecting with me and building relationships with me. Specifically, I'll say that's been an incredible relationship that's formed because he lives in New York. I live in New York. Awesome. Um, also, Will and I, I don't know how we're still friends because he was public <laughs> enemy number one for a very long time. And I probably tried to manipulate him the most. And somehow mm-hmm. we survived. And, you know, also Joy. Joy recently has been such a light because it's tough. I think we, if you see the show, we have a lot of missions together. And I'm mm-hmm. so chaotic. And she literally has the front row seat to this chaos. And she so, still doesn't think that it's you. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And I'll give her credit, though. I think she there was moments where she's like, it has to be her. And she just didn't trust her gut on that. But mm-hmm. I would say that it's been beautiful, like, connecting with her, too. Because I think we had a, we were together for so long. Um, and just hearing about her experiences and her life has been really beautiful. Were you shocked, speaking of Joy, in the in the snow challenge when the you were helping move the... Uh, basically, Joy was pulling back the empty um, sled and you were watching and she still didn't catch on. Were you shocked that she didn't notice that the weight had been taken off of the sled? I was shocked, but I think she knew it was happening. Mm. And was just like, this girl has been chaotic since I've known her. Like every mission we've been in together has gone crazy. So I believe that she was mostly just probably tired of me. It was like, I'm just gonna let her do whatever she wants and just get up this mountain. And she probably also was like, and I don't have to lug this giant ass thing up this mountain now. Right. Just <laughs> pretend like I didn't know. That's, some, that's something I would definitely pull. Yeah, it's heavy. You'd be shocked. It's actually, I, when I was trying in the beginning, I was tired. I was like, wow, these are like, well, icebox has a lot of weight. Yeah, the challenges that you guys have were really like physically demanding, you know, a lot of them. You had to be there mentally and physically. So it's like, you know, hard work. So this is my question. On the final day, you know, with all the other contestants back and everyone was waiting to find out who the mole was, were you nervous since, you know, you had kind of, you know, betrayed everyone's trust? I had to use these words, but, you know, it's like, what, what better words could I use for this show, you know? So, like, what was going through your mind at that time, right before they revealed who the mole was? Like, were you, did you feel relieved, scared, nervous? I was very excited. I think at that mm-hmm. point, I knew that I did all that I could do. There's nothing mm-hmm. I could change. I couldn't change Will's mind. Joy was set on her decision. It was done. I would have been like, the everyone's going to be so gagged. I just can't wait for this moment. Of, <laughs> like, it's been 14 weeks of me, like, yeah. th- keeping a secret that's so juicy is so hard. So, <laughs> more power to you. Was there anyone that you felt, was there anyone that you felt more, um, like, guilty about pretending? before they knew you were the mole than other people? Absolutely. I would say probably a lot of people, actually. Uh, (laughs) I would say maybe Samara to start. Mm. Samara, it was after the prison mission, and I didn't know how much damage control I needed to do. And I remember having this very long conversation with Samara, and we just gamed the entire time. And in my mind, I was like, I know Samira is probably going to be on to me because she probably is thinking, like, how did this girl not get out of prison? 
So when she went home right after that, you see me, I'm like kind of emotional in that moment because that was the first time I realized how much power I had. But see those emotions, that's how you got all the way to the end without people knowing. Yeah, it's a lot of channeling. I think I, someone messaged me on Instagram. This is so crazy. It was just like a fan of the show messaged me. And I do really try to message everyone back who messages me on Instagram. And he mm. said, like, the best lies are parallel lies to what you're truly feeling. And so mm. I think in that a lot of the scenes that you see where I'm like really upset or like really like almost on the verge of crying, those are like parallel lies. And people are interpreting that as me as a player, but it's really my emotion as the mole. Oh, tens across the board. See, so sneaky, so sneaky. So, if you had to do it again, would you do it again as the mole, or would you prefer to just be a player, or would you prefer to be in the FBI? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right. See, I have like real world repercussions. So I'm gonna start that. Um, that is a great question. Okay, I don't know how to answer because part of me. Now that I've done it once, there's so many things I know I could do differently. Mm. And having that second shot would be really fun. But also, like, how nice would it be just to play the game and actually compete and make money, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to give you a politician answer and say both. Ah, okay. (laughs) We'll take that. I love that. They should have you back for like a season. Next season, you should be there as like the mole's guide. And then we only see your advice, but we don't see who the mole is. Mm. Netflix, Mm -hmm. if you take it, if you take it, yeah, I'm I'm manifesting (laughs) it and I'll take commission. Netflix, thank you so much. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for talking with us, Kasi. We thought the show was amazing and you were amazing. You tricked us right up until... I watched the episode last night. So amazing job. We love it. Great job. I appreciate that. This game is such a a mind like freak. You think that you know something when you don't know anything or, you know, it's just it's such a I want to say mind F, but I don't know how much. You know, I don't want to no, drop F-bombs on our show. I do it all the time, I think. Um, <laughs> do you think before we before we end today? Do you think you could be friends with someone? Like, if if you were on the show, would you be friends with Kazi after? I couldn't, because she lies too good. Like, Same. I'm like, people, sorry, I know it's, like, what your job was, but... I, yeah. You know, it's like, even though it was a game, it's like, girl, you are way too good at lying to people's face. Like, I don't... <laughs> I can't trust you, sis. I can't trust you. How about you? Could you be, like, friends with someone who turned out to be the mole after? I think I could forgive, but I'll never forget. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Agree. So anytime, I, I mean, I'm like that with uh, most people, I think. Anytime someone's like, oh, I can't make it, I'm sick. I'm like, okay, sounds good. And then roll my eyes like, right. you ain't sick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never inviting you anywhere ever so, again. <laughs> speaking of trust issues, next week's episode, we are covering mm-hmm. Love is Blind episodes five through eight. And we're going to have some guests. So send us your questions. We want to know what you're thinking. So either email us a voicemail or a selfie video or just a plain old email like it's 2006 to receipts at castmedia.com. That's cast with a K. Or you can slide into our DMs. I'm Fat Carrie Bradshaw. And I'm Neat for LSB. And also, guys, be sure that you are following um, and rating and review our podcast wherever that you get your podcast. Um, also, 
Be sure that you see our beautiful faces over at To Doom, the official Netflix site to find and fuel your fandom for the shows, movies, and podcasts that you love. That's netflix.com slash T-U-D-U-M. Today's episode of We Have the Receipts is a production by Netflix, To Doom, and Cast Media. We're your hosts, Chris Burns and Lawrence B. Hamilton. Our producers are Arvin Lee and Enid Cortez. Our executive producers are Colin Thompson and Harris Lane. Our editor is Elliot Deneve. And our technical engineer is Dustin Park. See you next week. See you next week.